We have that forever now. Diddle beep bop. Diddle doo. Blop. Gerk. Hey. Oh hey guys. Hey y'all. We're off of our of our winter hiatus here in Juneau. And it's cold. It's still winter. Welcome to Kayla. And Harrison won't, won't shut, shut up. up. Wow. Hey Kayla. Oh, oh my god, hey Harrison. <laughs> Welcome to 2019. Wow. We've made it. Yeah, we did do it. We've made it over a year. Mm -hmm. We're still alive. We are. We missed missed a few weeks throughout the year, but you know, what's really important is that we're here now mm -hmm. in this frozen tundra, ready to dispense some knowledge upon our listeners. Yes. About some... Movies. Movies, miniseries. We've got a lot of stuff lined up for 2019. So what's up for? We've our definitely first, our planned first. the entire year already. Yeah, we did. Um, what's first up, Harrison? <clears throat> first up, we're going to be discussing a little movie that's not a little movie <laughs> called Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch.com. <laughs> so context, please, Harrison. What is here's what I'm going to tell you about. Heard of it. There's this little show, which you may have heard of, called Black Mirror. We talked about one of the episodes in a kind of mini-episode. Um, and it's a show all about technology and how scary it is and the human condition. Mm -hmm. Now, what they have done is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the people over at BlackMirror.com <laughs> have... So Black Mirror, for some context, was a show out of the UK. And it was three episodes in the first season... And they're all pretty, like, episodic. Right? I don't remember them. Well, they're tied together loosely by some threads, we'll say. <laughs> so, I sure. Don't, I don't remember at all. So, sure, they're episodic. Mm -hmm. Not really. But, anyway, the premise is kind of that it's, like, the Twilight Zone for the 21st century. So, Even a lot they're of... they're doing that with Jordan Peele, right? Right. Or did I dream that? No, they are, yeah. <sighs> Which will be much better than anything... Anyone has ever done. Well, anything that Black Mirror has done since, like, <laughs> season one. So, UK comes out with the show, Black Mirror, all about technology. It's real fucked up. And everyone's like, whoa, Black Mirror, that's the device in your hand, because it's a Black Mirror. Whoa, wait, are you serious? Yeah. Is that why it's called that? Because mm -hmm. our phones look like Black Mirrors? Yep. Are you fucking with me? Nope. That's oh, my that. God. So, anyway. I am... You... Wow. Yep. <laughs> Revelations. You heard it here first. Oh, my God. You heard it here last, maybe, actually. I never thought about <laughs> why it was called Black Mirror. Yeah. Even for one moment did I think about why. Oh, well, now you know. Jeez. It's about the tablet. It's about our lives invested in our phone. Slash technology. Yeah, well. So, just, let's, we'll fast forward a little bit. Black Mirror was kind of cutting edge when it came out, because it was talking about our phones and shit, and no one had really made a horror... I wouldn't. I guess it's psychological. It's it's got some like horrific moments, but anyway, fast forward to now. We have had four seasons of Black Mirror, two, at least two full length movie specials. What was the other movie special? There was the Christmas special, which was in between season one and two. Uh huh. And then there was another special, which I don't remember what happens, but it wasn't as good. <laughs> and then Excellent. now we have. I think I'm almost positive. I have no and then this I didn't do any research going into this, and our intern is. We don't have any interns. Today. I, I mean, I had assumed since there's another human in this home, 
that, right. that they would be the intern, but here we are. Yeah. You know, <sighs> you can't always get what you want. He got absorbed by the phone, just like the people in Black Mirror. <laughs> so, fast forward to now, Netflix has released a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Movie. So, you could have a 20-minute reveal, or it could take you 90 soul-crushing minutes that you wish you could get back. Okay. To experience the whole thing. Well, let's first talk about our expectations going into this, because I think that very well paints yes. how we ended up both feeling about Bandersnatch. Yes, you I, first. I went into it having felt exhausted by Black Mirror pretty early on. See the San Junipero episode where I was like, I was done, but this was cute and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I had no expectations. I... Thought though that the the concept of the choose your own adventure movie was fun because I knew we were going to do it with you and your mm. wife and it was going to be fun and it was fun. Mm-hmm. So I went into it not really worrying about whether or not it would be a good piece of film. If that makes any sense. I yeah, it was more of an experience. It's fun. Yeah, it yeah. could have been about anything, mm-hmm. and I would have been like, yay. Yeah. Well, so I guess to back up a little bit. I have not researched this very much, but I have heard that it is intended for you to view it on an iPad or some sort of tablet or a cell phone. Which we didn't do. Which we didn't do. The experience is designed, I think, to be a little more intimate. And maybe if I had viewed it that way, I would have been a little more enticed by the story. Um, There was nothing intimate about how we watched it. We watched it. No, we mirrored it, which you're not supposed to do well no we didn't even mirror Did you black mirror <laughs> yes we didn't even mirror it we tethered it with an hdmi cable from my laptop yeah. so like i tried to mirror it from my phone from another tablet it wouldn't work so we used my laptop and we basically took turns in who made the decisions mm-hmm. or like we it was like almost like a vote since there were three of us yeah and like obviously there's going to be some spoilers here in this oh, episode. Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot. I mean I, there has to be spoilers because we are evaluating yeah, this movie. So Also because you make your first choice. I was surprised you make your first choice in like the first 5 minutes. And it's like I mean it trivial. seems innocuous, I think. Yeah. I think that so okay. Black Mirror for me. So my my me going into this movie, I really really enjoyed the first season of Black Mirror. I thought it was like cutting edge television. And I really liked the Christmas special. I thought it was really well done. And I think that Black Mirror is trying to up the ante every time they create something. Now, the fifth season is about to come out in 2019. The fourth season, for me, was very underwhelming. There was a few episodes that I liked a lot because stylistically I think it was a departure from what they've been doing. But I am so tired of Black Mirror's trope of the going in like I don't even really know how to describe it but essentially there's this trope where the person has something on their head they press the button and it activates and they go unconscious and they go to like another uh, like plane of existence if you will so like in San Junipero the reveal is that they've been asleep for most of the movie and they're in this uh, social media, if you will, place where they're interacting with one another, but they're all really at the end of their life and yeah. they're reaching out for other people or they get to choose to live their consci- like post-living consciousness in this space. So it relies heavily on this idea that like there's this 
technology that we're tuned into that can take us elsewhere. Like the thing that plugs into your head or whatever. They all have this implant that works that changes where you are. So I was really like tired of that in the last season. I thought it relied way too heavily on that. So in this, I was kind of looking forward to where it was going to go. I had no idea what it was about. And like based on some of the previews, I saw that there was like kind of an entity. And so all I really knew was that we were getting a new Black Mirror story. It was choose your own adventure and that it could end up being pretty long. So the premise mm -hmm. of the story yes. is going to be a little weird to talk about because there's so many kind of variables. But well, but essentially at its core... Yeah. It's about a young video game creator who is reading and enticed by this book called Bandersnatch. It was written by someone who had a mental break and killed their wife and children. Uh, I don't I don't remember, but I do know this is also taking place in 1984. Yes. So we've got very 8-bit like video game. Mm hmm content it's basically you choose you go left or right it's very early in i would even say like uh arcade style video game pre-nintendo um so you basically go left or right and the person starts creating the video game based on the book bandersnatch and it kind of takes over his life he becomes obsessed with it and then his, he's getting a lot of heat from the video game company who wants it out by the end of the year he's making all these excuses for why it's late and then there's this kind of subplot about his nefarious father yeah that was really weird there's about the father being some sort of a scientist and like and and Stefan was like his experiment um, here's something I found that's really interesting on the internet on what website am I on the Daily Mail they have like an aggregate of all the different flowcharts that people on Reddit have made mm -hmm. and there's some good ones and there seems to be essentially five main endings mm -hmm. based on what you do and there are choices you make that don't do anything like I'm pretty sure in um, the breakfast. The breakfast. I think, though, the breakfast might determine what ad you see for cereal later in the episode, but I haven't found any confirmation for that. Oh, right. Um, and then what music you listen to, which for some reason felt like the biggest choice for yeah. me. I remember thinking, like, this is definitely going to change everything, and it didn't. Um, I, I liked I liked how different all the endings were. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. Um, one thing we didn't follow through on, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here. No, go for One it. thing we didn't follow through on that I was talking to our friend Amanda about is when there's the, there's the ending that involves getting angry at the therapist and yes. like it turns into an action film where they fight. Mm -hmm. If we had chosen to jump out the window instead of fight her, he discovers he's an actor in, in Bandersnatch. Oh, uh. Yeah, so that's like the one thing we didn't experience. I think we got everything else. Oh, wow. I mean, we watched it for far too long. A couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In like the middle of the night, too. Yeah. And I had just driven up to Juneau from other places in Alaska or Canada. Mm -hmm. So. So it was I, a long drive. I can't believe middle of the night we watched this for hours and hours. Yeah. But it was fun. 
I think I stayed awake because it was a fun experience. Just yeah, I think the experience removed from the plot whatsoever <laughs> was fun. Yes. I think that this episode, in terms of its story, was not even remotely compelling. Like I didn't care what happened to him by the end of watching it. Like. And I don't think that uh, my attention span was affected by the choose your own adventure part. I think that a choose your own adventure story by its very nature is going to not be drastically different because of the, the way that it rolls, it, it unfolds. Mm-hmm. So like even thinking about like Goosebumps books that had choose your own adventure, Carly and I have talked a bit about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the endings that you selected were ever vi- like so dramatically different that it ever felt that fulfilling. Like they all felt like so similar well, that I wasn't, cause it I, didn't make it worth it for me. I think they were, I thought that they were pretty different, especially like the fact that you can get on the train with your mom and then you die right there. Yeah. I thought that was like the most compelling ending because mm-hmm. The imp- like the implication is that as this unfolds, mm-hmm. he's becoming more and more aware of the fact that he's in a television show that's dictated by someone else. Yeah. I don't really think that that idea is portrayed that well or like I just didn't feel very convinced of it. I felt very much like this was Black Mirror trying so hard to do something cutting edge that like it kind of tripped over the fact that it was not doing anything in terms of a story that was that compelling. Well, I think it was, it was, it was more like, it was like little moments. Like when I think of the things I really enjoyed about it, you're right that I don't really think of like the plot or what I got from it, but I think of like moments of genuine surprise or like genuine horror. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you end up at, um, God, I don't remember the blonde, the more famous blonde video game developer guy. Oh, I don't remember his name either, but yeah. We just watched Sid. This. Let's just call him Sid from Toy Story because he looks like <laughs> yeah, Sid I mean, from Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, Sid from Toy Story. When you end up at his apartment and you're doing drugs and then you basically take turns killing yourself, mm-hmm. jumping off the thing, that was, I think, maybe the best part. That was like, you. it did a really good job of transporting you into the feeling of being really high. Yeah. And then the fact that like you're like, well, this is a choose-your-own-adventure, and, and, and he's right, like, you will just restart. And that was, I felt like a really good meta moment. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I talked to Amanda about this too, where I think there's a real ending. I think there's an ending that's supposed to be the ending and the other ones are just ancillary. So what do you think is the real, ending? I think the real ending is the one with that guy's daughter growing up to remake Bandersnatch. Oh yeah. And I think that because it, the way they do the end credits interspersed with that scene, they don't do in any of the other endings. Right. So the person we're talking about, um, just to rewind a little bit, when, um, what is the main character's name? Stefan. When Stefan, I should know that. Uh, that's Harrison's name. That's my old name. <laughs> uh, when Stefan, kind of, that's not even really my name. Uh <laughs> When he is brought onto the developing team, there's another video game programmer that he is really enamored with, and it's basically his idol. And he can't believe that he's working with him, and he's so great. And then he's like a really sort of uh, cocky, too cool, like yeah, but he, persona. Yeah. And he is basically guiding him through this crazy time that he's already been through, 
and is like, hey, don't get too caught up in the game, you know, like trying to look out for him. Mm -hmm. And then he has a relationship with him insofar that he goes to his house and Kayla, as Kayla mentioned, they do drugs. Uh, they take acid and then like that's part of the pick your own adventure. You either either he jumps off the roof or you jump off, or the balcony or you jump off the balcony. Uh-huh. And either one dictates obviously the rest of the story, but he has a daughter and a wife and at the end of the episode, um, if you get to the part that we do or we did, uh, which was this was the first wasn't this the first? Well, no, I think it was like the real, third. Yeah, because we kept making the wrong decisions, which right. is, I'm going to stop on that because I have something to say about that. Yeah. Continue. But um, so anyway, the daughter of this person who is this famous video game developer, the very end of the episode shows her now grown up in the future, which would be now. And she's designing the video game for, you know, like the graphics that we have now. So like well, Red Dead Redemption. I think the idea is that she's editing this film for Netflix. Oh, uh, well, no, because she's playing it. Yeah, but we played the the movie, you know? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I get what... I don't know. Maybe that part was just, like, a little confusing for me. Mm. But anyway, she's editing something for Netflix. Well, no, because they say word on the street is there's even a series that is going to be coming out for Netflix. And she's like, well, I can't comment on that right oh, now. Oh, you're right, you're right. So she's working on a video game, uh-huh. like an updated version. Mm-hmm. And then the implication is that whoever works on this story essentially is haunted by the idea that you're going to go crazy trying to find the ending of it, which I just don't think is that intriguing. Like, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I just think like, okay, he's crazy. He killed his family. And now you're like, well, first of all, he finished the book or else you wouldn't have it. Yeah. And that so is now confusing. you're confusing. trying to finish the book in a video game form and that's driving mm-hmm. you crazy. I still don't. There's a monster that he sees at certain points based on how you play the story out, which was like, for me, the most gratifying part. Cause I was like, Oh, finally, like something's happening. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't Wait, care about your like weird. I guess that's what they're trying or to. Who's the God who they're like, Oh, Pax. Someone oh. named Pax is like a God that you encounter. Yeah. And so you run into this thing. I guess that's what it's supposed to be. It's mm-hmm. basically um, the mud monster from, uh, fuck, what was that show in the 90s? The, the Swamp mud Thing. Mud Monster? Basically, it's Swamp Thing covered in mud slash old Greg that shows up in his house and is like, <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, so one thing that I think this really had going for it, um, and overall, again, obviously I enjoyed it, but the... The thing I like the most is that it wasn't like a traditional choose-your-own-adventure book where once you die, typically you either go back to the beginning or you go mm. pretty far significant back. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, you I feel like probably everyone who watched it, going through it, you're this young guy, you're, you idolize this one programmer, you want to make this video game based on your favorite book or whatever, and the man who runs the game company is like, do you want to accept a job here? Like who wouldn't, who's I, no one out there said no at first. And we didn't even, cause we said yes, obviously, because why mm-hmm. would you say no? And then it turns out bad. And we even went back. They, they were like, okay, why don't you go back to that one decision after that ending happened? And right. that ending is the one where everyone hates Bandersnatch and is just over. Right. Um, because it was micromanaged. Mm-hmm. If you go back, we said yes again. And each time that other character, Sid from Toy Story, 
is like wrong path man and it's like it makes it very obvious that you were supposed to say no so like the third right. or fourth time yeah. we said no mm-hmm. and that's how you get to every other ending in the whole right thing but i also think like it's only it's by by its very nature it was enticing me to be like i'm sending you down the wrong path every time yeah but Cause I, I, I like i don't this isn't supposed to be nothing in black mirror with the exception of maybe san junipero is like a happy ending and even that is like happy it's, but like to what degree because yeah. they're living out their existence in like a fake they're not truly dying or right whatever. like yeah. so i mean i don't know i think like this show is designed to bring out like sort of dark themes mm-hmm. um but yeah it is fascinating that i just thought it was it was well structured the way that the format was where if you, you it was easy to go back and redo things to make different decisions and see the different endings like it was user friendly is maybe a term i would use yeah uh, well on the yours mach- like on the device oh yeah but I, yeah like i think I th- that it's hadn't my even built in because right. even when you would go back like the characters would the two main guys would be like we've already met but i don't remember anyway so you can tell yeah. that it was designed to be something that you replayed over and over again and that was facilitated yeah is which is something i really enjoyed because i i think that if we had had to go to the very beginning mm-hmm. and like choose a serial again right i would have been like okay so we saw an ending we're done right i also yeah as you were saying that i was just thinking about like the reveal of the fourth wall i just don't know i think that you have to do that in like a really interesting way these days because we've had it happen so much and Mm -hmm. i don't know that the reveal in this way was like i was just like oh okay great so now this is what we're doing you know like it didn't feel like momentous where like I think that if the ending you're describing, if she had been working on the Netflix special at the end, that would have been, like, fantastic. I think that would have really done Mm -hmm. something different. But even so, like, once it says Netflix on the screen, there's an option at a certain point where Stefan has to choose on his computer or choose whether or not to, like, throw tea on his computer or do something else. Or what what is it? It says, like, choose, choose what to do, and it's, like... Or enter a password, and it's like Netflix or... No, no, there's one where he's like, he figures out that he's being controlled, and he's like, who's doing this? And you are either, you as the audience say, it's either Netflix doing it, or it's that symbol that represents going mad because of different choices. Right. And you play Netflix. Like, when, as soon as Netflix is mentioned, you're like, oh. And I like, like that, though. What is Netflix? And like, yeah. that part... He's like, what the hell is Netflix? Yeah, that part I liked. I wish that it had been more of that i don't know i just think of movies that use the trope of breaking the fourth wall and it like they all do it in ways that i think are i don't know better serving the story and i just feel like this story in general wasn't strong enough for me to care about it a lot like Mm -hmm. if they had shown maybe more of the backstory of the book like i don't i don't know how they could have hashed it out more i just couldn't care less about stefan and especially after there's a moment when like he kills his father and then they start talking about how his father was a scientist this whole time and it's like well that was a weird ending and that was just one of them right and if you know if all those things had happened why is he just now checking the safe now that he's writing this (laughs) video game and like okay yeah there's just so there's so much like 
that is unanswered, which I feel like is just a symptom of the choose your own adventure trope mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, well, you'll never find out because it doesn't matter anyway. And it's like, well, if it doesn't matter anyway, then like, what is the point in writing it? Like, you know, I, it's not self-serving. Well, yeah, it's not self-serving enough for me to be convinced of its like, I don't think it's an award-winning thing that they use to choose your own adventure, but no. it seems, the impetus seems to be that, at least from reviews, it's getting is like so much praise for this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if Black Mirror needs to like bring yeah. technology into it in order <laughs> to make it better. I think they just need to get back to strong storytelling. Oh, okay, sure. I think the reason there's been so much good buzz about it is because it is fun and it is exciting and it's something new. Um, we were just discussing House of Leaves. Mm. Was that, and that's a book, Michael, you're here now. Mm -hmm. Is House of Leaves a choose-your-own-adventure, or what's... No, it's not choose-your-own-adventure. It's, um, it's, it's like there's different stories happening at the same time, and then there's, like, margins where, like, they're making, uh, you know, like, you read a paper, like an essay, and they'll make an and read down at the bottom. A footnote? Uh, footnote. And so, like, what happens is the footnotes all of a sudden start getting longer and longer, then it starts developing its own story that's parallel to the story that's happening, the main story, and there's another story happening around that story. Mm -hmm. it, but it's all about the, um, it's sort of, like, about the internet and about, like, how media is coming at you from different angles at different times, and it's about, I mean, it's, it's about a lot of different things. Like, the main story we were talking about earlier is about, like, a house that's bigger on the inside than on the outside, but it's also about, like, media saturation and things like that. So, mm -hmm. it's did, did, super did, dope. Did the the, the part that there are different stories and different narratives happened, did that made you did that make you feel like it as a narrative overall was weaker? No, because I think that um, before I read it, I thought maybe that was a gimmick, but reading it, they all uh, like empowered the other stories. They work together like in tandem really well. Mm -hmm. I think that that's um, I haven't seen this like in your episodes, I don't know, but I feel like um, the way to the way the book avoids being gimmicky is by having um, yeah all those things work together. So yeah. so maybe as a team that's what we feel thank you michael no problem maybe that's what we feel like is missing like and for me it's fine because i was only expecting something kind of gimmicky and fun right but maybe this is an instance of where the vehicle was really interesting and it was really fun and cool but maybe it wasn't anything special on its own whereas house of leaves is or that kind of thing right yeah yeah, yeah and i think that's a good way to present it is like there's a there's someone who's looking for an experience that may be like removed from Black Mirror, and then there's a Black Mirror person yeah. who's been like really enveloped in sort of the universe that it's created. Because it is a universe, there's a lot of strings that go from each narrative. Um, and so, like, depending on how you approach it, is, you know, depending very much dictates what you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, I think it's time. Is it time for the readings? To cast up I'm ready. I'm ready too. Okay. Is it six? It's <laughs> every time. Yes, it's six, and there are no half ratings. Okay. I'm going to go three out of six. Okay. I think that the vehicle mm -hmm. is interesting. I was not impressed with it per se. Mm -hmm. I think that it's an interesting thing to do for Netflix. I don't know that it played itself out in ways that I enjoyed, and I don't know that it, the story was interesting enough for me. I don't think it's on par with other Black Mirror episodes, let's put it that way. Okay. And it's hard for me to separate one individual, one from the whole. 
Even if I did, though, I don't think that I would be satisfied enough with the story to give it a higher rating than a three. Okay. I want to, as always, mention how much I hate our rating system. <laughs> <laughs> because, as always, my rating feels not quite right. So I'm going to go ahead and say four out of six. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was very enjoyable. I would recommend this to anyone listening, Alita. It's not that scary. Yeah, it's not that scary. Um, and... And it's, it was it, fun. It's something that I think was fun. It was a fun... I, I get that it maybe would be even better, like, on an intimate level if you're doing it on your own cell phone and whatever. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun doing it with you and Carly. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that maybe, you know, if it's you and a group of people and you have a way to get it on a bigger screen, like, I think everyone should do it. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. In that way, it felt a lot like watching it in a movie theater when you go to, like, the opening of something really big that has a lot of buzz and there's a lot of, like, conversation in the crowd, yeah. which is, like, good or bad and, like, people screaming or, like, throwing popcorn yeah. or whatever. Like, that, it definitely evoked that, mm-hmm. which was cool, because it was only three of us. Yeah. But I also would be curious, and I definitely will not, but if someone <laughs> goes back and watches it, like, intimately on an iPad or an i like, an whatever, a tablet, um, I would be interested just to think about the difference. Yeah, let us know, fans. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> um, well, that concludes our first episode of, of 2019. Yay! It's going to be an exciting year. I'm excited. Harrison, do you have a New Year's resolution? Um, I don't know that I do per se. I was trying to think of this the other day. I thought I had a good one, and then I forgot it. So well, I have a good a one, and it's I want to move to the damn tropics. I'm oh. sick of this. The yeah. sun hasn't been up in days, maybe. Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the cold and the snow, so I'm happy there. Okay. I think maybe this year, I already know that I'm going to be traveling more than last year, and that's exciting. Oh, that's cool. So maybe my New Year's resolution is to save money for traveling. Oh, that's very nice. Yes. Mine is to create a choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, God. (laughs) Bye. Bye.